You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, it's time for Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that after you get a couple drinks in it, will definitely tell you all about the Legend of Zelda timeline. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. And we have special guest, Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'll get you, Joker. You know, I really hope they get into like his parents in this movie. I oh, feel like yeah. we haven't seen that enough. Yeah. Uh, like there has to be a story there, right? Let's ask exactly. Batman. Will they will they get into whatever happened with your parents uh, in the new film? They died. <laughs> Pearls. Anyway, that was our short interview with Batman. It was, it was great to have you on oh, the show. Oh, he's Batman. gone! Oh, he's gone! Oh, out the window, Man, just like that. Like wow. the night. Like the night. Wow. Oh wait, he's coming back. I like the night. Okay. <laughs> And Batman, what's your favorite color? I've always wanted to know. Yeah, it's blue, oddly enough. No, I, that's not what I expected. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have vengeance. <laughs> and he's gone again. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in this week. We have a great show for you. We have a bunch of news to go over. But first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! I wonder if Batman's been checking anything out. Uh, he's gone. I don't oh, know. Crap. Yeah. See, I, might, thought, he, I thought he would come back. <laughs> yeah, you know, he might ha- he he might have time to to come back after the break. Okay. I think he's uh, he's he's fighting like the Joker or or he, he's not Two-Face yes or something. He's not yes ending right now. He's not yes ending. He is no budding. Uh, let's do this check it out let's do the check it out so let's get to them i could start i watched a movie on netflix called mr right i think it had a theatrical run it's from 2016 i don't remember it being in theaters at all but it seemed like a movie <laughs> it, it on, seemed like something that would be in theaters it was on quibi i think oh yes it was in 10 minute <laughs> chunks on quibi that, that's it yes uh, but no, this movie was, uh, it stars uh, Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick, and uh, they're really kind of the only main name actors and actresses in the film, but it is essentially a romantic comedy action film about a hitman and a quirky girl that he falls in love with. It was originally picked by Jordan going, oh, hey, romantic comedy. I love these. We're going to watch them. And and there might be some action. It'll be fun. This movie is 95% gunplay and shooting people (laughs) and great action movie quips and 5% two quirky people being very cute and having a lot of chemistry on screen together. They those two work super, super well on screen. It's great. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Anna Kendrick in anything where I'm like, oh, she's terrible. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. No, she's she's pretty great in everything. And Sam Rockwell is is pretty great as well. I I have I have a hard time picturing a movie that I didn't like him in. Even even Iron Man 2, which was not a good movie. (laughs) He was a highlight as kind of more of a jerk, but less competent Tony Stark. (laughs) Nobody ever says, oh, man, Sam Rockwell's really bringing this movie down. <laughs> oh, that movie Moon, he was the worst part of it. 
the joke is uh, that he was he, the only part the of only, it. Yeah, he's the only one in it. Yeah. That's a really good movie, too. I love Moon. You know, I initially picked up a Netflix subscription specifically to watch Moon. Really? And then didn't do it. You, you've never watched it? No. Oh, well, add it to the list. Yeah. It's it's really, really well done. And uh, no spoilers for the story because it kind of it's it's an interesting kind of a uh, neat sci-fi thing and it was done by David Bowie's son Duncan Jones Duncan Jones I thank you I could not remember his name <laughs> I knew it was Jones because because David Bowie's name is uh Davy Jones that's why he couldn't go by Davy Jones thanks to the because the monkeys, monkeys. <laughs> yeah but uh Mr. Wright is really it was really fun it was incredibly funny I was audibly laughing at a lot of points during that film and it ends with anna kendrick yelling that i am a t-rex <laughs> i am unstoppable it was pretty great it was really good i would i would recommend it not for the squeamish not for the kids out there this is an adult movie for grown-ups for grown-ups <laughs> we'll get back to like another yeah, like another movie we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about in later. a little bit yeah movie or possible series i don't really know what it is at this point <laughs> we'll talk about it the other movie i watched i'll just go ahead and do them both was okay so i'm going through the the 50 pack of mill oh, creek we're we're back at the mill creek sci-fi we're going we're going back to the mill creek <laughs> we're going back to the mill with this uh we watched two off the pack and for the life of me i cannot remember the second film we watched must have been real good it was it must have been just the best one of the cream <laughs> of the crop cream of the crop I almost, almost went into a Macho Man Randy Savage there. I had I to restrain tell. myself. I yeah. can tell you were restraining yourself. I was yourself. restraining myself. Ooh, I was restraining myself. <laughs> anyway, the other movie we watched was a film called Slipstream. Apparently, this was a movie that was never officially re released in theaters in America. It was only a UK release, although it was filmed in, um, I think, partially New Zealand and partially Canada, a couple of spots. So it looked and sounded like a movie. Um, uh, the music was fantastic. The London Symphony Orchestra did the music, and so it sounded a lot like a Star Wars. Or <laughs> it it had that gravitas. It sound it looked and felt like a movie starring Mark Hamill, Bill Paxton, and that dinosaur hunter guy from Jurassic Park One who gets <laughs> eaten by the Velociraptor and also says clever girl <laughs> but the whole idea behind the movie is it's set in a post-apocalypse where the wind has destroyed everything winds have picked up and it's like eroding rocks and destroying everything and, and society has kind of crumbled because of it it's global winding global winding yes everybody has planes so there's like sky pirates and mark hamill is in D&D, &D, so you have, like, lawful good where you know, even if you know you are working for the bad guy because you have a code of honor and because there are laws, even if the laws are corrupt, you follow the laws. That is Mark Hamill in this. And he is a guy that is out hunting this one guy who ends up having a secret, won't go into it, because it's worth, this movie's worth watching. And Bill Paxton is just the worst thing in the film, but he is... <laughs> Also, the main character, he ends up picking up this guy that Mark Hamill is hunting to get a bounty, and they become friends, 
it's kind of a road trip kind of movie, but the road trip is a plane from post-apocalyptic town to post-apocalyptic town. It's interesting. It's an interesting film. Yeah, it's cool. Not great. It turns (laughs) out it was written and produced by some of the folks behind Return of the Jedi, and this was the first film Mark Hamill did after Star Wars. Huh. Like, it was a a year or two after Star Wars. He had cut his hair real short and grew out a really crappy beard, (laughs) and he was being... He was hamming it up, so he was trying to be as much not... Luke yeah. Skywalker-like he, as he possible. He was just glad to not have to be Luke Skywalker anymore. Pretty much. Unfortunately, this movie bombed horribly, <laughs> so you didn't. You never got the slipstream saga or anything like yeah. that. This was the beginning of the dark period, the dark times for Mark Hamill when he was in movies like The Giver, <laughs> and I can't even. I don't even know some of the other films he he was in between. Basically, Star Wars and Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. I was going to say, a new Star Wars. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking today there are almost more bad Star Wars films now than there are good ones. Sure, yeah. that's <laughs> Not quite. There's still maybe one more good one than there is bad, but... Okay, how do you figure? There's two good new ones. Okay, yeah. The three originals are good. Three originals, so that's five. Five, and then the rest are bad, so four. Yeah, okay, you're right. You're right. Of course, I'm not, I wasn't counting the spinoff. Oh, yeah. Which, what do we... Cancel each other out. Yeah, actually, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they cancel each other out. So we got five good Star War and... Or five... Yeah, five good Star War and four bad. I would say... I would almost say Attack of the Clones is neutral. I wouldn't call it bad. You mean the number two? Number really? I don't. That's my least favorite. One. Really? See, I think I think number one is the first one is completely unneeded in the in the long run. I think number three has a lot of issues with the plotting and Anakin's motivations. I guess, and I don't know, like. I guess some of it could be hand waved as like, oh well, he's being influenced by the by the dark side or whatever, and that's why his choices and the fact that he recognizes, oh, he shouldn't, he should just recognize, oh, you're a you're a bad guy yeah. immediately from Are the beginning. The Are we the bad guys? <laughs> yes, you're. You've lied to everybody else about things, but you're telling me the truth about Padme, <laughs> huh? Well. But I think there are there are there's more good than bad in Attack of the Clones, and I think that is just ne- makes it neutral. I would have said the same thing about the third one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That one I think I almost liked when I originally saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was Star Wars corner, <laughs> the Star Corner. Yep. Do we want to talk about one of the movies we watched? I guess. <laughs> well, this is the place for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What what better place than here? What better time than now? Do we want to talk about the good one first or the almost good one? Whatever you want. Let's talk about the good one first. Yeah. It's, on, it's a Shutter exclusive called Host, and it's a horror movie shot entirely within Zoom. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it takes place during the current, you know, troubles. <laughs> and uh, okay. as we call it on this show. Yeah. Which is in itself kind of a horror movie. Yeah, and it's it's a bunch of uh, 
a group of, of girls, young women, having a seance over Zoom with a seance professional lady, <laughs> and it goes horribly wrong. Oh, okay. And you really don't need to expand on any more than that. I mean, that's, okay. that's the gist of the movie, and it works. They did a really good job. Yeah, it's legitimately pretty spooky, and a lot of the effects and the like playing with the the webcam camera angles are all really good. This reminds me of another movie. It came out a few years ago. Another horror movie. I think it was oh, un- like, Unfriended, yeah. the the Facebook horror movie or the Skype horror movie or something like that. Yeah, they did do a couple of those, I think. Yeah. This I, sounds much better because Unfriended was was very bad. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that. This is this was good. Um, it's actually it wasn't that long either. It was only like fifty some minutes at the most. Oh, okay. Because it, it plays with that forty five minute time limit you have on Zoom. If you interesting have more, than, more than three people. Oh, I like that. There's about a ten minute lead up where it's just like two people on the call, and then once that it's more than two. That's when the 45 minutes started counting down. Interesting. So it, it was like in real time. That's clever. Uh, within the limits of a Zoom call. It was clever. It was really good. Yeah, it's interesting. That's really cool. You got anything else? I don't know, because I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not that big of a time investment. And if you've got Shutter, it's worth checking out. Hey, it's c- worth the cost of admission. Yeah. Would you like to see more movies like set like that? I don't I don't know, because they, they pretty much covered, I think, almost everything you could do in that format. Um, I guess they could have did stuff with like somebody being on a phone and being in more locations. Mm. They could have opened it up maybe a little bit, but uh, I mean, the effects were really well done. There's, you know, poltergeist stuff going on with stuff moving around. Oh, cool, cool. It, it looks legit. Excellent. It's especially, I'm sure Shutter will have some kind of deal as we get closer to Halloween where you can get in there real cheap. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. watch it then. <laughs> hey, is that where you can watch a uh, um, movie drive-in with uh, Joe Bob Briggs? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Because I follow him on Twitter, and I, I like the old uh, uh, his old stuff. We saw a little bit of him, and he... And Samantha, you had the the biggest negative reaction to Joe Bob for some reason. I don't know. I think I was just... Uh crabby mood you were just immediately like who the heck is this, this movie cowboy this movie. yeah you were just immediately put <laughs> off by him it was it was funny oh that's great <laughs> i mean you know, i mean you didn't know you didn't know who he was or what he was about but just so you're immediately like, like what oh. is this <laughs> and we haven't gone back since and i all i've heard is good things about yeah, last drive-in like, movie cowboy <laughs> <laughs> what else is he <laughs> What does this guy think he's doing with his cowboy hat and his talk about bad movies? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer my bad movies discussed by robots in space, not cowboys. Or, or vampire mistress lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her boob lady on a couch. <laughs> oh. Do you want to talk about the bad movie? Yeah, we can Speaking talk about the bad that. movies. Yeah. Let's do I, it. I don't think it was Bad. Oh, don't roll back now. Just, yeah. It was called Pyre Wacket, and it was the most angsty teen film experience that I've had in some time. Oh, jeez. Uh, it was about some kid that, a uh, teen girl that gets into the occult after her dad passes away, and 
gets mad at her mom and acts and does a ritual to I wish she was dead you know situation. oh yeah because teen yeah yeah and then yeah. you know oh no I summoned a an ill-defined demon to come and kill my mom oh yeah because she it's one of those things where like she does it and then the next day she bonds with her mom about something and is like uh oh <laughs> yeah I made a mistake oops made a big old yeah. big old whoopsie doodle but like as soon as the demons start showing up and things start getting interesting and we get the scares and the and the spooks, it ends. Oh yeah. <laughs> huh. uh, I'm just gonna spoil it because it. Yeah, spoil it. Why not? <laughs> Do it. The demon uh, tricks her into killing her mom, and she burns their whole house down. And it's like, well, that was oh not very interesting. That doesn't sound very interesting. No. No, it was like. I don't know, bad heredity. <laughs> it yeah. made me think of it because it was in that big house out in the woods type yeah. of thing. And then it, I mean, it started getting interesting when the demon was doing stuff and like knocking on her door and making her see things that were may or may not have been there. But mm. as soon as it, as soon as it starts ratcheting it up, it like just, yeah. Yeah. Now, was it like laughably bad, or was it just oh, no. like it was just forget- a, a, shl- a slog to yeah. sit through? It was okay. forgettably bad. I mean, oh, unless you okay. like mothers and daughters yelling at each other. Oh yeah. no, that is that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I said yeah. If I wanted to watch a movie about a mother and daughter yelling at each other, we could have watched Lady Bird. Kind of like in the main, I guess, pool. This movie was what's her name from the walking dead was yeah. the mom in it yeah the mom from the what that died on the walking dead was in this movie oh i don't i never i've never watched a full episode of the walking dead i think i made a crack about when they're looking at pictures of her departed husband it should just be pictures of rick grimes it should have <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't even think she was all that good in it either she just yelled a lot sad mom sad mom yeah hmm hmm <laughs> Don't watch this one. <laughs> what, what was it even on? Amazon? I have no clue. It might have been Amazon. Might have been Hulu. I think it was Hulu. Hulu? Okay. It was Hulu because we also watched the other movie on Hulu that I'm just now remembering, The Alchemist Cookbook, oh. which was weird. <laughs> okay. It's a guy in the woods uh, living in a trailer uh, tr- doing alchemy, trying to make gold. Nice, nice. And uh, he also summons a demon mm. who, and stuff happens, and then it's <laughs> over. It's all like, it's basically just this one guy in a trailer in the woods in literal Michigan <laughs> for like an hour. With his it, cat. With his talking to his cat, mixing chemicals together. So you, you don't know if like, the chemicals are making him crazy or... Oh, okay. And he also doesn't have his his medicine he's supposed to have, which we don't know what it is or what it's for, but he is out of it. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, sure, sure. And it, like, I don't think it was a bad movie. It was just a weird movie. It, I don't think I've ever seen anything specifically like it because it mm. was so loose, such a loose narrative. Like, it doesn't have any traditional structure to it at all. Huh. And just kind of follows this guy as he goes crazy or not. And you know what? I can't remember how it even ends. Can you? Yes. Yeah? It ends on that stupid freeze frame. 
Oh, that's right. The ending was terrible. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. All right. Uh, so you can't remember how bad the yeah, ending was? Yeah, the ending was awful. Now oh. that I think about it. Let's hear about it. He sees the sees or doesn't see the demon, makes a, oh my God, face, and it freeze frames and zooms in on his face. Oh, and no. Just the most amateurish and like terrible thing. Oh, God. That it, is that is the worst. It really does ruin what was otherwise a kind of interesting. Yeah, like, like they really didn't know how to end it. Yeah. Wow. It, it was really like a more experimental movie than it was anything else. And yeah, it more or less worked up until that moment. Mm-hmm. He has a friend that comes and visits him and brings him like food and stuff, and their like back and forth was good and like funny. Okay. Um. But yeah, woof, that ending, man. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound great. Hey, did we ever talk about the uh, that clown burger van show? Big Top Burger. Big no, Top we Burger. Didn't. We have about five minutes. You want to you want to talk about Big Top Burger? Let's talk about Big Top Burger. Yeah, because I watched a little bit of this. You've watched all of it. Yeah, well, it's only 11 minutes of content. And yet I still haven't finished it. <laughs> it's an animated series on YouTube uh, by a user named Worthy Kids. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, about a clown-themed food truck and its employees, you know, just going about their day selling, slinging burgers. Yeah. And it's, like, extremely surreal. The, the like, boss of the food truck is, a cl- like, a literal clown man that has is he's magic basically he can yeah do, he's a magic clown man he do he does basically whatever he wants he flies around mm-hmm. he pulls swords out of nowhere he fights an elk like it's so <laughs> surreal and like weirdly heartwarming and like I, I don't know how else to describe it the animation is really not really good the art style is really interesting it's it's not a standard style it's I don't even know what I would it, compare it to, really. It's, it's 3D animated, but also looks hand-drawn ha- at the yes. same time. Yes, yeah, it's very cool. I I like some of the voice actors on it. Uh, was it Lindsay Smallbutera? Yeah. she Her voice acting is always good. There's something about her voice that is just extremely pleasant. <laughs> yeah. And also is, uh, um, was it Tim Guy? Or Tim Tim Bat. Tim Bat. Yeah. Tim Bat. It's Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery. Tim Bat is one of the two hosts of the Worst Idea of All Time podcast, the podcast where they watch the same movie every week for an entire year. The first season was Sex and the City 2. <laughs> that was the joke. This is the worst idea of all time. And then they did Grown Ups. They did Grown Ups too. too. Yeah. Well, they're also part of the Till Death Do Us Blart podcast with the McElroy brothers. Yeah. Which Guy Montgomery is in Big Top Burger too. He's, oh, he is. He's like the customer that shows up in like the first episode. Oh, okay, all right, cool, very cool. And I guess we should have said uh, Lindsay Smallbutter is uh, an uh, animator, artist, and voice actress. Um, one of the things she did was uh, Batman, Spider Man. Yeah, that's which was their, kind their... of a surrealist, you know, Batman and Spider Man being roommates cartoon, kinda. And they and just barely. Her and her husband have done stuff for like Cartoon Network, yeah, and yeah, I think they're working on a feature film. Oh, that'd be awesome! Yeah, I'd watch that. But yeah, Big Top Burger. I watched a couple episodes. I watched them. The couple I watched were here with you guys a few weeks ago, and it was legitimately funny. It was really good. It was some of the best uh, animated stuff I've seen on the internet since you know back in the day when Everyth- animated cartoons yeah. were something 
viable on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a shame that animated cartoons is is less than viable these days. Yeah. Between the uh, YouTube algorithms and uh, the death of like personal websites for just one animated show like Homestar Runner or Waterman Studios or was it Weeble and Bob was one? Yeah. I mean, bonus stage. Bonus if you stage. Get real. Uh, <laughs> bonus stage. Unless we talk about bonus stage, the better. I don't care for that one. <laughs> that was my, I don't want to say it was my favorite because Homestar is the best Homestar. one. I was really into that back in the day. Too. I never, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, this is even back when I was, oh man, gamer, gamers times, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is much. This is too much. <laughs> oh, web cartoons. Oh, web cartoons. Thanks, YouTube algorithm. Hey, it's much cheaper and convenient to record yourself playing a video game for two hours than it is to, you know, put your heart and soul into an animated short. That's a, yeah. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. That's what that, it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. Especially because the, your animated short has to be over like six minutes now or something like that. Yeah. It's something crazy. And six minutes of animation is like. 60 hours of work yeah it's way it's way not worth the the time and effort unless you you know legitimately love doing it or if you're just doing quick animatics like the uh, i've been watching a lot of the mcelroy brothers uh podcast clips that have been turned into uh, animatics but then again those aren't monetized yeah. because they're 30 seconds long or whatever the, the ones that louis on those are the best those, those are some are of the, the best. best yeah yeah those are some of the best that guy in general is great. He, he seems a like a cool of, guy. A lot of good little short songs and mm -hmm. skits and bits he puts on his YouTube channel yeah. are really good. Yep, he seems like a really cool guy. All right, well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll get into some news.
Hey, we're back. That was Axel F by H. John Benjamin off of his newest album, Jazz Daredevil, the soundtrack collection. It's a classic. We uh, we played stuff from his first album a while back, right? Yes, he's a very talented piano player. Ex- very skilled. He definitely knows how to play a piano. If there's one thing I could say about the man is that he can, in fact, play a piano. Or in this case, a a Moog synthesizer. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Boy, you know, it's it's weird. I know we just came back from a two-minute break, but it it feels like a week, you guys. Does it feel like a week to you guys? It it really does. That's weird. That's a weird feeling. Feels like (laughs) two weeks for me. Ah, Josh, where'd you come from? Hey. We've gained a Josh. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get into a little bit of our news. Come on, Cranky. Take it to the fridge. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Uh, This is a weirdly high quality sample. It was, I found, I somehow found the entire song acapella like someone had painstakingly stripped the music track out of that song and it is it is like cd quality of just the vocals i can i can clip any part of that song you want (laughs) yep all right so yeah let's go ahead and get into our news we're actually going to kind of start off on kind of a down note um we won't hang on this for too long because it is a bummer and then we'll get to the fun stuff but Pulling back the curtain a little bit, we actually recorded the first half of the show about a week ago, and we were all set to have a full episode come out this week, have it be a week late, and like two days after we uh, recorded, we um, the news broke that Chadwick Boseman, the actor who has played a number of different roles, probably most recognizable as Black Panther from the Marvel films, he was also Jackie Robinson, he was also a number of other uh, characters and movies, he passed away rather unexpectedly, and it it has been kind of a shock. Yeah, it's a real bummer, and nobody saw it coming. No, nobody saw it coming. Apparently, he had colon cancer. Yes, I think so, yeah. something like that, and he has been dealing with it for what did they say? Four years, I believe. Yeah, and so that was during his entirety of working on Marvel films as well as a number of, of of other films. He, he did all of that while battling cancer and keeping it relatively quiet. I think there was a tabloid, a TMZ esque tabloid that had broken some kind of news, maybe a month or two before he actually had passed. Um, but for the most part, kept it, kept it on the down low. And that is wild. That takes an incredible level of strength to act in all those, like, really demanding Marvel movies yeah. while, while having cancer. That, man. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It's hard to it's hard to imagine. And if you go back and um, look at some of the interviews he had done, uh, I remember he was kind of getting slammed a little bit for seeming tired or disinterested in doing a lot of the interviews, halfway falling asleep in one of the interviews. And hindsight, man, he was probably going through chemo or some kind of something or other. Yeah. And it got an really undue... Really tells you, you know, 
don't judge people for stuff like that because you don't know what they're going through. Exactly, exactly. And it's been pretty uh, universally, like, everyone's kind of gotten together and gone, yeah, this, you know, we feel for him, we feel for his family, we're, you know, it's, every, every no one has their negative hot take on this. Thank on God, this passing. that would be awful. That, that would be really <laughs> awful. Um, I know ABC aired Black Panther in its entirety without commercial breaks, any advertisements. And then they had a, uh, a little document, like mini documentaries that they kind of put together. I mean, quickly, but they've kind of put it together as kind of a remembrance of Chadwick Boseman that they aired afterwards. Um, this was about a week ago and yeah, it's, well, you know, he's going to, nice. yeah. yeah, you know, he's going to be missed. And this is not the take that, anyone should be focusing on it is certainly not the take that I'm focusing on. I think, you know, my heart is out for his goes out to his family and his friends and everything, but the comic fan in me does wonder where, what Marvel's going to do uh, where they're going to go with the character from here. And honestly, I hope they don't recast him. I think that would do a disservice to Bozeman's acting. And I think it would do a disservice to the character. I think, yeah, I think he should be written out in such a way that is ultimately heroic or just, you know, give him a give Black Panther the good ending and have someone else be uh, the Black Panther uh, in the comics. His younger sister, Shuri, was a Black Panther for a short time. Um, they could have they can introduce a brand new character if they wanted to or just say, well, no, he's just back to being a king of his country and. We're not going to, uh, that's just where he is now. I don't know. I mean, it's not what should be focused on currently, but. Yeah. But, but they're going to have to figure something out eventually. <laughs> someone's, someone's going to have to make some hard decisions. And I would, I would never want to be in that person's shoes because whatever decision they make, someone's going to be upset about it. Yeah, that is, uh, that is definitely true. Yeah. All right. So, hey, let's uh, let's move on to another topic, because this is starting to bum me out. (laughs) It is. I keep it'll catch me throughout the day. I'll think, oh, man, that happened. Right. Yeah. Sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's and again, I think the shock. I mean, he was a younger guy. He was in his I mean, he was 40, 43, I think, something like that. And the fact that he seemed fine yeah it makes it all that more shocking yeah yeah it's it really does but no anyway let's you know chadwick boseman you'll be missed wakanda forever wakanda forever absolutely um let's move on to some some fun stuff do we want to do a mario or a dc comics let's let's do the mario do the mario let's do oh, the man, mario that should be on the soundboard oh man I, that next week i will have do the mario <laughs> Because it shouldn't take too long to get through this stuff, even though it is really cool. Uh, we finally got that Nintendo Direct that we've been asking for for like three months, and uh, this time it's all Mario's. Oops, all Mario's. Oops, all Mario's, yeah. It was about a half hour of Mario-related content. We got new game announcements. We got new to- toys. A toy announcement all kinds in, of a stuff. Di- in a Direct. We, don't, we <laughs> never see those. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this is pretty pretty exciting stuff. So this is Mario's 35th anniversary, is that correct? Yes. Okay. So and That's why they're pulling out all the stops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to go down the list and just kind of give you our our thoughts on some of this stuff. The first thing they announced 
was a Game & Watch. Uh, Cody, what is a Game & Watch? It, it, before Nintendo made uh, the Game Boy, they had made uh, these little portable like LCD consoles that were kind of like those old Tiger I was just going to say, they're but, like the Tiger Electric. Um, yeah. Yeah, but much higher quality. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they also had built-in watches. But uh, they're doing a new one that just straight up plays Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels. That's awesome. And it is also a watch as well. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool. It has the same game and watch form factor that the original consoles did. The, uh, the game like a watch is it's about the size of a credit card, maybe a little bigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a little bigger than a credit card, but not much. I mean, hmm. it'll fit It'll fit in your pocket. Wow. It's a little better than a Game Boy Micro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty cool. The next thing we have on the list is Mario 35, which is kind of a crazy competitive Battle Royale game set in the classic 8-bit Mario worlds. It's like Tetris 99, but Super Mario Brothers and 35 instead of 99. So you have, yeah, so you have 35, you and 34 other players online are playing through the same levels. And as you hit blocks and jump and clear enemies and clear lines or clear worlds and stuff, it is affecting the other players like landscape. Like you might end up in a different part of the level or you might have extra enemies and you just go until one is done. One is left. It looks like every time you kill an enemy, it sends it onto somebody else's screen. So. That's crazy. I love it. I <laughs> it, love it. It looks like a lot of fun. It does. Yeah, I will definitely be at least trying this out until I get too frustrated to to continue. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. And it's and the weird thing is, it's only a limited time thing. It's only until spring of 2021, hello, hello. I believe. Oh. Yeah, something like that. It's it's not a it's not an all the all time thing. Although I sh- yeah, imagine, it's really weird. Yeah, although I imagine if it's if it's popular, they'll bring it back in some shape or form. I when they first announced it, I thought it was going to be like another addition to uh, Mario Maker. It kind of looks that way, doesn't it? I wonder if that limited time is just when it's free, oh, and that, if after that, then you gotta pay. That might be. Yeah, that could be a try before you buy kind is, of thing. Yeah, it is a free game if you have Nintendo Online mm-hmm. uh, when it comes out, which I think it was supposed to come out uh, a couple months from now. Yeah, and it's like it's they did something similar with Tetris 99 as well because it was free for the online folks, and then there's like a paid-for version that is a one-player. Is that correct? Yeah, it adds a bunch of more bunch more features. Yeah, so I guess I, that might be what this thing is like after a while it it becomes pay for and you get a bunch of extra stuff that'd be cool at least i hope so because it's insane to make a game and be like oh you can only play it for three months and then it's gone insane or the most nintendo thing that's ever nintendoed (laughs) both (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right next up we have a weird incredibly odd twist on mario kart josh do you want to talk a little bit about this one so They announced a game called Mario Kart Live Home Tour, which looks like you're kind of standard for Mario Kart that you're playing on your Switch, except you have a little RC Mario Kart racing around your house with a camera on it. Yeah. And you play online against other people, and you can see their racers. 
your car is the only one going around this track you've designed in your house. Yeah, this thing is actually kind of cool. It looks like it has various checkpoints that you set up that are built out of basically Nintendo cardboard labo, like risers or whatever. And you take a lap through your like physical living space to uh, map out. It's a remote control car with a camera on it Mm -hmm. that you control with your Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Right. And you map out like a, a, a circle, like a map. And then other you and other people or against the AI will play on your physical in your area. That is so cool. It is a crazy gimmick. I will not own it, but it's a crazy cool gimmick. Yeah, it's an insanely innovative toy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think and the way I put it earlier, I, I, I said it was like the natural progression of Amiibos and Labo because yeah. you have the you have an AR sensor camera with, you know, the Labo style risers. And then you have the um, uh, the car that pairs to your uh, switch like a Bluetooth or something. So, I mean, it's kind of. Yeah, and like the car physically moves when you drive it with your with your switch controllers. It's awesome. It's super cool. It is super cool. I don't have enough hardwood space in my house. Same here. To make a good track. Yeah, it'd be something that I would have to take it outside, put it on the driveway, but then, you know, I'll have my neighbors staring at me for playing with an RC car. <laughs> I mean, they already think I'm kind of kind of weird anyway, but I mean, you know. It looks just like the uh those RC Mario Karts you can pull in the store now. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, can you imagine someone like setting up a huge track at like a high school like track meet, like outdoor track, <laughs> and you're like nice, having yeah. to run after your your RC car while you're driving <laughs> on that track. And the thing is, that game it has uh, the uh, the weapons like the the shells. Like, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's got a few other and, different ones and too. If, and if you get hit with some of the weapons, your car in the real world will physically stop moving like it affects real world stuff in game things affect the real world and that's that's awesome it's so cool i hope it's not too expensive (laughs) well that's the that's the thing yeah yeah that car looks pretty decently sized it's it looked like a pretty good size and it looked pretty sturdy it didn't look you know chintzy or cheap i imagine it's probably the cost of a higher end amiibo plus a higher end labo which would be uh if it's i wouldn't be surprised if the first if the main set was 80 yeah that's what i was gonna say exactly because you figure 20 for the toy and 60 for the cardboard and game that would be my guess between between 80 and 100 but i think nintendo kind of shies away from having things hit that hundred dollar mark so i would say probably 80 and then like it comes in luigi yeah (laughs) yeah yeah oh man do you think they'll like add other race cars as like add-ons? It'd be cool, but it, I guess it depends on how well it sells. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think though it might be more of a thing where like you have a Mario or Luigi car, but you might be able to choose your in-game skin that other people see. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that makes sense. That's just my thought on it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, next up we have uh, the classic Super Nintendo Collection Pack Mario All Stars on the Super NES Online, and that is out today, like right now, this second. You can go play, what are the games? Mario World, Mario, or what? it's not, not Mario, Mario World. World. Not Mario World, okay, it's... Mm. Super Mario Brothers, yeah. one, two, and three. And Lost Levels, The Lost right? Levels, and that's it, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm remembering it back when it was on a cartridge, and it was Mario World plus All-Stars. Yeah, there is a version that had Mario World. 
Yeah, but uh, but no, this is cool. I mean, it's a bunch of classic games, and let's face it, the Super Nintendo Online needs a bunch of good games. Yeah, I already played through the first level of Super Mario Brothers on it, and it's it's good. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So along with that, they announced. Now this is this is kind of big news, and this is something that was leaked or teased. I, it was leaked months ago, and no one had heard anything about it. So it was like there was a questioning of the validity of it. But apparently, they are putting out three of the original 3D Mario games on one cartridge: Super Mario 64. Super Mario Sunshine from the uh, GameCube, and Super Mario Galaxy for the Wii. All three on one cartridge with up graphics and optimized for 16 by 9 standard widescreen televisions. Yes, yeah, widescreen support, which is cool. That's so cool. I'm really excited for this. They're all great this. games. They <laughs> are. I'm looking forward to get jumping back into two of them and playing Sunshine for the first time ever. You've never played Sunshine? Never. Didn't have a GameCube. Oh, it's good. That's what I hear. I recently started playing it again after I finished Mario 64, and now I'm just going to stop and wait for it to come out on the Switch. (laughs) There you go, yeah. And uh, (laughs) we'll make sure you pre-order them, because apparently this is only getting a limited release. Or, like, it's getting a limited physical release, and the digital is only going to be available for a short time. So I don't quite understand. makes no sense. I don't quite (laughs) understand the whole Disney Vault mentality on on this thing, but... I would say if you can get your hands on a physical copy, do it because, I mean, I'm I'm not usually that guy, but speculator market, you know. Oh yeah. You can turn around and probably this is going to be a collector's it. out. I oh, mean, it is absolutely it is. Just like that game and watch, uh, you should jump on a pre-order of that as soon as you can. Yeah. Because it's going to be hard to get. Yep. Uh, it's so, going to be the the NES classic of this year. It is. Where everybody's trying to get it, nobody can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The last of the main game things, they're doing a, a revamped or reworked version of 3D Mario World, the one where you can turn into cats. And that's great, because that game is really good. And it also comes um, with uh, Bowser's Fury. I'm not sure yeah, what that like is. Yeah, it looks like they added some, some new levels. That's cool. Which is good. I would have bought it without the new levels, but that's just icing. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> awesome. The other couple of things we'll run through very quickly. They, they talked about a lot of merch. A lot of new merchandise, which they don't usually talk about on these Nintendo Direct things. New toys, action figures, that sort of thing. There's going to be a Splatoon 2 Splatfest based around Mario, which, hey, which they, it's cool. Yeah, they said they weren't doing those anymore, but Apparently they cool. lied, yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, I'm, all about a, I'm all about a new Splatfest. Hey, why not? I mean, I, it's not a game that I play, but that's cool that they're doing it. You can actually buy the shirts that are featured in the game as well. Which is kind of cool. It's kind of wild. And but they're uh, $30, which is ridiculous for a t-shirt. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's about $20 too much if you ask me. But uh, <laughs> uh, the last thing we have here listed is are the uh, Mario Pumas. Mario the brand shoe. shoes. Not the animal. No, no. Unfortunately. Can you imagine an, a live Puma with the, yeah. with the Mario mask and mustache? <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty great. They're they're red, blue, with a little bit of yellow shoes. They're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. They're going to be prohibitively expensive. But if they weren't, I don't know. I'd look into them. They'd be good, like workout shoes or whatever. Yeah, I they uh, they're going up for sale on the fourth, and I'll I'll check and see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, we uh, don't have a ton of time here, but uh, this is something we covered on our lost second half of the show that we are going to try to make up here real quick. So two weeks ago, DC Comics had their online mini convention to kind of make up for San Diego Comic-Con called DC Fandome. And during it, they showed off a lot of trailers, a lot of things for movies, games, that sort of thing. I just want to go through very quickly, get snapped opinions on some of these things rapid fire because like i said running out of time here uh, the batman robert pattinson's the batman which apparently as of today's recording on thursday production got halted because robert pattinson tested positive for covid wah, wah. but what do you think of the trailer i didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> i mean it could it could be a fine movie but that trailer didn't make it look particularly good <laughs> yeah it looks like more of the same I know that's what a lot of people want when they have their Batman movies is everything is super desaturated and everything is super grim and gritty and Batman is, uh, he's, he's, he grumbles about everything. And he's all about vengeance. But yeah, I don't know. I, having had a week to sit on it and think about it, I think I've lightened up on it considerably from the last time we spoke about this. I'm still not entirely sold i do think it's kind of weird that they put colin farrell under so much makeup to make him look like richard kind when they could have just hired the actor richard kind i hate the song choice oh yeah what was the, it that, using uh, nirvana's something's in the way which yeah is a, like an extremely emotional like serious song that kurt did not in a batman movie please not a batman <laughs> yeah yeah okay wonder woman 84 Looks good. Yes, can't wait. Great. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be great. I think. Uh, go ahead. Swinging off friggin' lightning strikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I think Kristen Wiig is going to be great as the cheetah, like a weird. Oh yeah. Outside of her normal wheelhouse, I guess. She is. She's a great actress, and when mm -hmm. they announced her for the role, I was confident in the choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think she's going to do a great job. Uh, Suicide Squad, the James Gunn take on the Suicide Squad. Boy, oh boy, there's a lot of people. Yeah, there is. I saw a lot of people on Twitter when that a trailer dropped saying that, oh my God, there's too many people. How are we going to keep track? The whole point of Suicide Squad is that half the team usually doesn't make it. So I'm guessing <laughs> most of those, like most of those people are not going to make it through the first third of the film. Like That's I why doubt Polka Dot Man is in it. <laughs> Polka Dot Man, I doubt is going to make it. What's his name? The guy with the blonde hair. Well, there's Javelin. Javelin, I don't think is going to make it. Yeah, as soon as I saw Javelin, I'm like, "That's going to be the slip out of this movie." Oh, Rooker, uh, Michael Rooker as Savant is not going to make it out of the first third of the movie. I wouldn't be surprised if Nathan Fillion didn't make it through the f opening credits. <laughs> As, as arms fall off the ladder or as, whatever his name as is. the reworked version of arms fall off boy yes a man who <laughs> has the power to pop off his arms like an action figure and beat you with them <laughs> and in the comics it makes a weird sound yeah it's like a splorch I think was the sound effect that they used something like that <laughs> it was yeah. like blorp or something it was like, like blorp or splorch and like he had he was an alien and he had like little spikes on his shoulder so it'd be like a spiked mace or a spiked club but in this one no it just looks like a it just looks like Nathan Fillion with a stupid face mask and he pops a hand off his arm off and beats you with it. John Cena is in this as the peacemaker and his helmet is straight from the comics. It looks like a toilet bowl seat. <laughs> it's great. I can't wait. 
the Justice League Snyder Snyder Cut. Do we have anything to say about this other than blah? Did you put any fart noises on the soundboard yet? Not. I haven't put any fart noises on the soundboard yet, but if I had, this would be this would be the <laughs> most apt time for it. So instead of having one big long movie that is going to be a slog to get through, we are going to have four hour long episodes that we're going to have to sit through. Too much. Too much. It's too much. If That's too much, man. Editors are good for a reason. <laughs> Sometimes Also maybe I'm just not maybe I'm just not grown up enough to appreciate it. Oh god, I can't believe Zack Snyder. I can't believe that. I can't believe he Zack Snyder said, "Oh, the Justice League movie, it's not for kids. This is a movie for adults." No. It's Justice League, man. Come on. Just yeah, come on. on Twitter, he literally said this is for... He used the phrase grown-ups. Yeah. Which is, like, pretty childish on its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a couple of games here, and then we'll have to wrap things up. Uh, Gotham Knights. Who wants to tell me about Gotham Knights? Gotham Knights is a co-op design action game where you take the role as either Red Hood, Nightwing, Damian Wayne Robin, or Batgirl. Mm-hmm. And carrying on Batman's legacy after he reportedly dies. Right, right. So it's kind of a twist on the Batman action, um, like character action game or whatever, where yeah. you're one of the sidekicks, and that's kind of cool. I think that's kind of neat, and I like as much as I don't like the character Red Hood because Red Hood is the epitome of what if Batman but gun. <laughs> but I like that they have made him into. He's physically bigger and bulkier than the rest of the bat crew because he's not really an acrobat. He's not really someone, some halfway trained super ninja. He is a bruiser. He is a guy who is going to shoulder check you and then shoot you with gun. (laughs) They did a good job with Babs. She looks great. (laughs) She looks great. She looks like a good mix between the uh, Burnside bat, uh, bat girl costume and the current one. And it's very nice. And then Robin and Nightwing just look like Robin and Nightwing, and that's cool because their costumes are fairly iconic. And uh, last one we have here is the Suicide Squad game. And as much as I'm excited for the Suicide Squad movie, I that is how inversely like not excited I am for this game. I'm pretty excited for it just because it's Rocksteady is making it, and Rocks- they made all the good Batman games. <laughs> Rocksteady is a plus. But the storyline is, oh, no, Suicide Squad, we have to kill Superman. And that is just lame. (laughs) Well, actually, they have to kill the whole Justice League because the game is called Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. It's so lame. It really is. Yeah, Like they're all like being controlled by Brainiac or something. Something. I don't know. You know, they're not going to actually kill the Justice League. Oh, no. And see, that's and that's just it. Where's the (laughs) tension in the game because you know what's going to happen they're going to lose because it's the justice league (laughs) although to be fair the harley quinn cartoon kills important characters all the time (laughs) true but this is more (laughs) But not the justice league but not the justice league and this is more (laughs) this game is more warner getting their grubby mitts on things i i have a feeling the department that takes care of the harley quinn cartoon basically allowed to run roughshod over whatever they want because it's you know whatever hardly anyone's watching it so why not just do whatever i hope they renew it for a third season i they do too won't, but i hope re- they do yeah yeah i hope they do too but they won't 
If they were going to, they would have announced it during Fandom, I think. Yeah, good point. Yeah. HBO Max might pay for one. I mean, they they bought another season of Close Enough, so. Oh, they did? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, th- I think they're in the talks to uh, pick up a third season of Doom Patrol because they left it on a pretty big uh, cliffhanger. Who knows? We'll see. Anyway, I hate to say it, but we have actually reached time for the week, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline and uh, leave a message about uh, your, your favorite Mario game. Um, I don't have the number in front of me. Oh, the number, you mean the number that is 586-372-8020? Give us a call and leave a message? Yes, exactly that number. And I realized that it is right in front of me. It is right in front of you, yeah. I just didn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Ecom-bom-com. <laughs>